Okay, guys. Welcome to the next episode of the worst podcast in the universe. This is Hacker Mike coming to you from central New Jersey. (sighs) Going for a walk. Took my dog this time. And today we're trying a new headset. It's the Gamer headset. It's um, direct wire, jacked right in over the, uh, with a mic. I must look kind of funny. But, um, doesn't matter. I took my dog with me. I need to get her some exercise. So I'm taking her on my walks in the morning now. Because she's way overweight. And I've actually been losing some weight uh, walking all this time. So it feels kind of good. So, uh, I've had some good conversations with people online. And I'm slowly uh, building up my ideas. I've been uh, pitching my idea for the swipe to deploy my distributed DevOps stuff. And people are interested, and they need it now. I provide DevOps consulting and services to friends and other people. So if you were trying to launch your product, you can holler at me, and maybe I can help. So um, eventually that stuff will be codified, codified into some tools, be easy to use. (sighs) Yeah, currently I'm... um, working on the idea of uh, parameterizing the build system via git commit messages. So if you have a generic build function that could take all different types of parameters, like how would you control it? Well, sure, you might have a GUI, but what if you're a geek? What if you despise GUIs? Well then, why don't you just put a YAML message into your git commit and then, um, or just format your entire git git commit with YAML and then, um, obviously the first line is the status message, so you leave that alone, but the data payload after that could be YAML and that could contain I don't know, something like a build spec in code build. You know, the commands to run. All that fun stuff. And then, uh, and then the uh, build system could interpret that commit message and say, oh, well, this is a command for me to execute, and it could execute it. So you could have the same code running multiple commands, especially if the code that you're running is some kind of Ansible um, system where you're taking some type of parameters and running them. Yeah, so something to think about. Um, Yeah, and I've been making progress with my introspector project. 
which is a long, long-term research project. And it's really coming down to how to analyze and understand data about programs. Let's say you get to the point where you have huge amounts of data about your software. How do you actually even analyze that? Right? If you have... Come on, Cookie. Come on. This dog. I'm going to have to pick her up. Come here. Come here. If you have huge amounts of data about your program, let's say all the source code analyzed and parsed, all the runtime data, like everything. Let's just say you had a full, full knowledge about your program. And you even had data about, you know, the, the meaning of the project. You had metadata, you had all the mailing lists. Like you had a humongous data set. How would you even begin to use that data? That's the introspector project. And it's all about finding patterns in the data and then involving the human mind to recognize patterns, not the machine, but the human. Um, presenting data to the eye, to the brain, letting the person look at a page of data and then give feedback as to what patterns they found. And then capturing that. Eventually we could train a machine to do some of these steps. But, um, and I'm working on different algorithms and so forth. But my main focus right now is um, digging into the, the GNU compiler and how it um, represents data. And then um, I'm analyzing the perf system from Linux with this. And basically, I want to collect all types of performance information and be able to dynamically instrument applications. There's a lot of things we can do with this. Um, so that's what I've been working on in my free time. I haven't been working on Swipes Deploy. I haven't been working on anything except that. Yeah, and I'm playing with my son, uh, Minecraft, and uh, I'm teaching him how to uh, take notes. So he watches YouTube videos and he writes down um, the modules, the mods that he wants to install on paper, or has his mom help him write them down, then we type them in the computer into a notepad, into a document, and then we Google for the um, modules and then we uh, download them and install them and figure out the dependencies and then he plays the different mods we just started with uh, galactic 
more was it extra planets I think it's called like the galactic mod where you can fly your spaceship around it's a lot of fun and he's building rockets and launching them so it's uh, a lot of fun with Minecraft and I'll, and I think um, once I have my introspector project running I should be able to analyze Minecraft mods and extract information about them and then create um, modules for Mindtest or other platforms be able to port those mods onto other platforms by understanding their essence where's my dog? where'd she go? Cookie! oh there you are okay let's go yeah so uh, so about the uh, DevOps stuff I want to partner with uh, outsourcing companies and I've been talking to different um, people my friends contacts about uh, you know they run these outsourcing companies they're looking for jobs well I want to provide them with jobs and I want to get them hooked up on my uh, DevOps platform and I want to provide customers through my platform where the customers can hire engineers rate them give them feedback so it's not about just testing people to death it's also about helping them learn giving people feedback giving them a chance and you know there's lots of new people starting they want to learn to code and a lot of this coding is just providing customer service and copy and paste you know that's what a lot of it is it's like looking at people's problems trying things out um, copying and pasting off the internet googling the error message I mean that's the beginning of every uh, coder nowadays I think and there's nothing wrong with that and I think uh, my platform Swipe Deploy will provide a way for my clients to evaluate and give people chances to try things in a safe manner where you don't let someone loose on your production system but you have phases of evaluation and feedback and review to help guide the developers and that's what I want to provide a safe way and then outsourcing companies will be able to hire talent and provide them to us and they take their cut obviously and they also mentor and train and give feedback to their developers so it's a win-win situation where the companies really have to develop local networks and find talent and um, I'll bring them customers and they can use our, our platform for their own customers as well so everyone's gonna be able to make a buck yep um, what else is up?
Well, I, um, some other things I did at work that I can share is on Ansible. So dynamic inventories, I talked about that in the past. And um, what I've done is a simple way, when Ansible calls a dynamic inventory, you can get the arguments from Ansible out of the, the PROC file system. So basically, I wrote a simple hack in the dynamic inventory to look at the parent calling process of the dynamic inventory script and look for the arguments being passed to it. So if you limit, um, if there's a limit on the, uh, the target hosts, it will then pass that limit into the dynamic inventory and then it'll only generate the, the variables needed for that particular um, target which saves a lot of space and time because if you have a large dynamic inventory, Ansible gets really, really slow. So that's a really good tip for everybody. If you use dynamic inventory in Ansible, make sure you limit it because it's gonna slow you down. Now I can finally get my Ansible to be responsive and fast. So what else? So we're learning about um, Kubernetes. A guy joined our team at work and he's a certified Kubernetes expert. So I'm hoping to uh, learn more about that. He's setting up an EKS cluster. And um, yeah, Um, thinking about things. Yeah, so uh, I think that's basically the update for today. I hope this audio quality is good, that you enjoyed it. Um, I'm looking at some amazingly horrible uh, modern architecture. Just concrete and glass. It makes your head want to scream. Some kind of post-traumatic stress syndrome induced, inducing and induced uh, architecture. The vocational department of high school, building 25. It is just the most disgusting thing you've ever seen at the uh, school for the deaf. Let me take a picture of that. I should make that my episode picture. I should make that the episode picture for this uh, episode.
Um, I got a lot more to share. But I think those are the important bits. And I went over a lot of this stuff in my previous episodes, but I'll repeat it for my friends who might not have the time to go listen to all of them. And basically, don't leave your day job. Join my team at night. Get up a little early. Spend an hour a day. Make some money. Work in a team. And help us build something new where we don't have to go back to the office. We don't have to uh, have a huge corporate structure. We can be small, agile, serverless, officeless, and all that fun stuff. You know, build the next generation of distributed um, working. Because, you know, office managers are a thing of the past. We don't need them. We don't need the building security guys, for the most part. We don't need the cafeteria and all that fun stuff. So, really, what is the company providing? Okay, it's providing insurance. Okay. Well, keep your day job. Keep your insurance and do some overtime with us. That's the basic message. And eventually, and eventually we'll be able to provide insurance. Once you get the large enough group together, you can make a group plan. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, well that's it guys. I'm going to send this out and have a nice day. Bye. Where's the stop button?